Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit contractproperties.net. Driving you home every afternoon. This is the 3HL, powered by the Tennessee Lottery, with Brent Doherty and Don Davenport. Great job, powered by the Tennessee Lottery on 104.5 The Zone. Trash Talk Friday coming up at 545. Let it rip. 545 coming up so uh get it ready bullet pointed out uh free flow freestyle whatever you want to do uh script it um it'll work brent doherty don davenport with you until six o'clock coach matt coming up at 5 15 for a special friday visit uh where he will offer a detailed breakdown of titans v browns we talked a lot about that matchup today and uh we're going to talk a little bit more about it um, we've got the Toyota keys to the game coming up right now. But first, JT. Thank you, Britt. Coming to your local Toyota dealer and test drive the rugged new Toyota Tacoma, the tough, dependable midsize truck with the best resale value out there. For all Toyota offers, go to buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, not a practice today. Cornerback Adoree Jackson, he is out for the game on Sunday. Not that anybody is surprised. Uh, offensive guard Roger Saffold did not practice today. Tight end uh, Johnny Smith is out. Uh, he did not practice in. Offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson. Now, wide receiver uh, Adam Humphreys cleared concussion protocol. So, perhaps uh, you missed that one uh, down the field inside presence with Johnny, but uh, you bring back uh, Adam Humphreys in the slot um and uh there you go so keys to the game coming up uh for sunday we've got four of them okay four we're going big go big or go home uh number one was presented I am by big and i am at home but <laughs> yes go home go um i am big i am not at home how's that uh okay so mike keith uh our guy mike keith provided honestly the first one and i think i think the most important one which is uh playing with the lead is imperative in what you want to do offensively for both of these teams so for the titans an early lead to where you can do what you want to do in the second half and not have to worry uh about playing catch up or um uh, you know, or or keeping up with the Joneses or the Chubs or the Hunts, but it's, uh, I think number I one mean, Hunts is a catch-up. So that's true. Full circle. Uh, a lead is is imperative. Yeah, the lead is imperative. Um, totally agree with that. Um, as we continue to roll through the keys of the game, slow down their run game. Um, is one that uh, you're going to talk about in just a second. So I'll go block Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. <laughs> Uh, those two guys off the edge, um, it's imperative. Uh, you got Dennis Kelly on one, on one side, uh, but you got the third string left tackle on the other side. And, uh, that's going to be a matchup worth watching. Now, um, Quesenberry played exceptionally well against the Colts. Uh, but this is a different deal. This is a different challenge. So, uh, you got to protect Brian Tannehill's, uh, backside. No doubt. All right. Key number three. 
uh, that's where I'm going slow down their run game. Of yes. course, uh, it's easy to sit here and say that uh, it's the the number one rushing offense in the entire league. But uh, make Baker Mayfield beat you. Remember last year, he forced him into what three interceptions in that week one game and, and just absolutely dominated them in a 43-13 win. I know that these are two completely different teams. I know they're completely different. Uh, from a mentality and confidence standpoint as well, a completely different point of the season with different personnel. But honestly, that is my key there. Make Baker beat you, slow down that run game. They're second to last in the league um, in passing offense. Now, part of that, obviously, is because when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and they're doing what they're doing and they've combined for uh, more than 1,400 yards, then you don't need to throw the ball right to win they're eight and three you don't have to throw the ball but they are second to last in the league uh when it comes to passing offense so that's key number three for me yeah nick chubb 719 yards 6.3 yards per carry he's sixth in the nfl he's also missed four games that's that's where we are with nick chubb um one of the elite running backs uh by the way uh also ruled out for sunday's game isaiah wilson with a, with an illness and listed as questionable offensive guard Roger Saffel with an ankle and defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons with a knee so uh that'll be something to watch uh fourth UBU UBU that's always a key for the Titans I think uh run the ball play action passing game on offense um tr- try to control things on defense pressure on the quarterback would be nice but again uh against Cleveland um as you said you want to get the lead and then make Baker Mayfield beat you. That that's where we are with them. Um, so uh, there you go. Toyota keys to the game. Just do you. You be you. Yep, uh, I live that way. Titans are a five and a half point favorite on Sunday over Cleveland. There is professional money on the Titans. Sharp money on the Titans. I'm going to take another look at this as we are um, talking about it. Um, as for the public, let's see. The line is bouncing maybe up to to six, um, headed toward that way. 54% of the bets are on the Titans, 48% of the money. So more money on the Browns, which makes me like the Titans even more. Um, Really? Yep, and sharp money on the Titans. It's still at five and a half. So there you go. FBI. Yeah, go ahead. I I don't trust the public. You don't trust the public, right. Well, and okay, so... Because I'm, I'll I'm say, part of the public. <laughs> right. And that's what I was just going to say. Okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the public here. But here's my concern. I, I listened to a, a clip or two of Miles Garrett today. I'm concerned. Obviously, coming off of COVID-19, talked about, uh, he said, it kicked my butt, by the way, which I've heard that from uh, uh, some of the coaches and players around the league that we've talked to um, announcers that I've worked with that have had it. They just said, you're just exhausted. Um, So anyway, he talked about how it kicked his butt, but here's the quote that I want to, uh, to read for you and tell you my concern level here. And we'll talk about it with coach Matt coming up. I'm not here to make a cameo appearance or a second rate arrival. I'm here to do the job I was doing before. I don't think there will be any drop off. I mean, it seems like a Titans kicker said something similar to that um, not too long ago. Um, <laughs> maybe. No, that's a little different. I'm not here to what, assert what my dominance. Assert my dominance. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's, that's exactly what Miles Garrett just said. 
No, he didn't. He said, oh, no, I'm not here. To, it was absolutely the opposite. <laughs> I'm not here to make a cameo appearance, in other words, or a second rate arrival. I'm not here to talk about not asserting my dominance. I'm about to assert my dominance yeah. and show you that I am back. I, I think he, yeah, I think I'm you're concerned. right. I think he was saying, I, I'm here to assert my effing dominance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously, I think he wanted that word in there. Let's see what Todd Furman had to say about the Titans-Browns matchup because I love the Titans here, and I don't know what Todd said, so let's see. When you break this game down, and it's been interesting because there is indeed a battle going on in the market. This total opened at 52 at FanDuel, ballooned out to 54 before there was a little bit of resistance. And when you talk about the way that both of these teams want to play, it is a ground-and-pound mentality. But the one thing that changes things a little bit is that you don't have a whole lot of confidence in either one of these defenses. And both of these teams, because they have been so good running the ball, are extremely efficient in the red zone. I mean, Tennessee, when they get inside the 20, they've been one of the league's best teams in terms of putting sevens on the board. And that's probably a good thing, given the erratic nature that we've seen from their special teams. And now with the emergence of Corey Davis as a bona fide number two receiver opposite A.J. Brown, it gives them options and play action. And with Adam Humphreys being a full participant in practice on Wednesday, optimism that he can control the middle of the field, even though John U. Smith hasn't been close to 100% as another weapon you'd like. Meanwhile, on the other side, if we hit the rewind button and look at how poorly Tennessee defended the Vikings early in the season, they're going to see a lot of those same principles from Kevin Stefanski, who comes from that Gary Kubiak tree. Nick Chubb, 100 yards in three straight games since coming off of IR. And when you look at Baker Mayfield, he was pretty critical of his own performance against Jacksonville. No, he missed some easy throws to Jarvis Landry and Hollywood Higgins. I think both of these teams are going to have some success, but you're right. When possessions could be at a premium with long uh, drives that both of these teams are going to put forth, you have to convert sevens. You put together a five, six minute drive of covering 80 yards and are settling for field goals. There's no way this game will go over the total. There's Todd's breakdown. Hmm. And now where are you? I, I just found it at five, so I like it even more. I might go ahead and pull the trigger. We'll, Do it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Do um, it. Maybe I'll feel better after I hear from Coach Mack. That's coming up next. Coach Mack with a detailed, you know him. He He's going he's gonna to offer up a detailed breakdown of this game. Also, we'll take phone calls for Coach Mack. That's coming up next. 615-737-1045 if you want in. Uh, question for Coach Mack about the game. 615-737-1045. Get in for Titans Radio's Dave McGinnis. Coach Mack is presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans on 104.5 The Zone. Great job, powered by the Tennessee Lottery on 104.5 The Zone. Let's get a detailed look at this Browns-Titans matchup as we sit here on a Friday evening at 5.15-ish, well, 5.21. Coach Mack joins us. What's up, Coach? Hi, guys. How we doing? A little unusual to be with you on Friday, but that's the way it works. I kind of uh, like it. We were kind of out of pocket. We are a little out of pocket Wednesday, plus we got uh, preempted. Uh, we had an NFL game, right? Yep, yep, we did. Uh, arguably the best matchup on the on the slate of NFL games. There's only one other game involving two teams with a winning record, and and those teams are six and five, seven and four. We've got two eight and three teams here. Tell us about the Cleveland Browns because a lot of people are talking about um, the the fact that that they have played four teams with a winning record. They're one and three against those teams. What do we really know about them outside of the fact that they can run the football and they can get after you uh, with Miles Garrett and Vernon and those guys? Brent, we know they're they're eight and three. That's what they are. Yeah, and that's 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 all you need to know. I mean, at, you know, thirteen weeks deep into the season, they've won eight games. 
and they're the number one uh, uh, person or team in place right now for a wild card. Completely different team, not even close. It's the same name of the team, Cleveland Browns, completely different than they were last year at all. I mean, this, this head coach is organized. They understand what they're doing. You know, they're, they're playing to, you know, the quarterback strength and the quarterback strength is play action and being able to run the football. That quarterback's had three, three head coaches, three offensive coordinators in three years. I think this system fits him very, very well with, you know, with what's going on. Uh, it, it's a completely different team. You know, I mean, they're organized and, and, and we know, you know, what a hot mess that Cleveland organization has been. Uh, up to this point, but don't uh, let recency bias get in your way, thinking these are the same Cleveland Browns. They are not at all. I watch it. I'm impressed with the way they can run the ball. They've got two excellent, excellent running backs. And then the play action. And Baker Mayfield, look, look he's not a guy that's going to sit in the pocket and is going to to, to progression read and, and just pinpoint nail you across the board. But you start getting him on the edges. He's an issue. He's an issue because you're defending the pass and conflict downs. The other thing is he can throw as well on the move to his right as he can to his left. And that's a problem. That's a problem because a lot of these bootlegs that, that, that work off of play action with right-handed quarterbacks clearly go to the right side. If you're going to throw back to the left, it's usually a boot throwback. With him, it's a boot to the left that he can throw crossers with cut splits from the other side. Hmm. So this is, uh, these two offenses mirror each other a lot. Both of these organizations lean on their run game quite a bit, and it's going to be very, very important that you stay ahead of the chains and have meaningful possessions, meaning that when you possess the football with, with, with this type of a game, you need to score when you get in the red zone. And so yeah, our, that, that's going to be very, very, very important. That was our one of our top keys when we were kind of talking about this earlier was that the lead is imperative so that you're able to do what you want to do offensively. I, before we get into that, though, I want to go back to Baker Mayfield, just from a standpoint of one of the other keys was, you know, slow down their run game, obviously easier said than done. But I said, make Baker Mayfield beat you. Um, what can you take? Is that, What can you take from the last time they saw him and forced him to throw three picks? Is he a completely different quarterback at this point? Or can you pull from something? Um, and successfully how you were able to disrupt him uh, from that standpoint. And then you, you broke down a little bit what you're seeing on film, at least from him right now. But how is he different from week one of last year? No, completely. It's not even the same guy because it's not the same offense. I mean, that offense that, that we saw in the first game of last season was as bad, was as bad an NFL offense as I've ever seen. It was bad. It was there, 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 there was no organization to it. There was no structure to it. They had 18 penalties. They had 18 penalties. I mean, <laughs> I forgot it, about that. <laughs> no, horrible. It was horrible. So you can't, here's what you take away from that game. We want it. That's all you take away from that game. That's all you can take away from it. No, he's much more, they, they've got him in an offense that, that, that he is good with, you know, his accuracy still, I mean, he still pulls a string. He still yo-yo throws some things, but the thing that they do is they set up, uh, routes in front of him that he can he can complete on the move as I said earlier to the right and the left side because they can run the ball they put you in conflict downs they make you bring that eighth man down in the box because both of those backs may have a thousand yards this season both of them and they're both legitimate backs they're both yards after contact backs they're both they're both backs that fall forward I mean it's a legitimate legitimate run game so Don to your question what you can take from last time that we played them is absolutely zero 
If Nothing. you have a question for Coach Mack, 615-737-1045. Coach Mack loves phone calls. 615-737-1045. Yeah, Nick Chubb, unbelievable stats. 719 yards rushing, sixth in the NFL in rushing, and he's missed four games. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, let's talk about Quesenberry on the left side. I okay. thought that was one of the great storylines from the Indianapolis Colts game. Really enjoyed going back to watch the work that he was doing uh, at left tackle. Uh, Big-time matchup, obviously, this week. How do you think he holds up? Well, he's going to hold up. I mean, he'll, he'll hold up. And, I mean, he won't have to do it by himself. And, look, you know, Miles Garrett is, is a premier player in, in the National Football League. He reminds me so much uh, of Julius Peppers at that stage in his career, just young, long, athletic. I went back and looked at my, my combine notes on Miles Garrett when he was coming out. I mean, that's this 6'4 275, 41-inch vertical jump. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, this is, this is a dude. This is a real dude. Now, you know, he's coming off the COVID list, two weeks of COVID. He didn't get to work out, but he will have fresh legs. And, and Miles Garrett doesn't just play on one side or the other. They move him around quite a bit. Joe Woods moves him around in that defense, left side, right side, and uses him some in the middle. But, you know, wherever he is, they've got to be aware of him. But there's 10 other guys they got to worry about, too. Golston on the other side, he's not an empty chair. I mean, they've got to, you know, they're, they're going to have to, you know, I mean, you're going to have to protect the quarterback. That's just life. And the, the best way you protect your quarterback is you run the ball and you keep him. You, you don't let him, you know, get in those uh, those sprinter stances and rush the passer. That's you stay out of the, You stay out of the third and pass. That's how you protect your quarterback. But Miles Garrett is one of the best players in the league. Let's just admit that. Ultimately, is this going to be like a couple of heavyweights standing in the middle of the ring, just pounding at each other? Yeah, I mean, because both of these teams like to play body blow football. Yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, they, yeah. they really do. They, they like to put, you know, they like to do that. That's what they do. That's what they're built on. Uh, their running backs embrace it. Their offensive lines embrace it. But more importantly, their head coaches and their offensive coordinators embrace it. You know, I was standing with Charles Davis on the sideline today watching practice with Mike Keith and Amy Wells. And he was asking me, you know, as far as about teams that still run the ball in the National Football League. And I said, you know, Charles, it's a it's a mindset that you have to set early on. I first came into the league with the Bears with Mike Dick and Walter Payton, and everybody knew what we were going to do going into the game. They knew what we were going to do offensively, but you got to stay with it. And you have to stay with it when it's unsuccessful. That's the key. You have to be able to grind through it being unsuccessful. And both of these squads and both of these coaching staffs and these, these teams have, have shown that they will do that. 615-737-1045. You got a question for Coach Max? 615-737-1045. You can hit us on Twitter at 3HL1045. Brandon on Twitter, Coach, says, uh, since Johnny Smith is out, will they use Ferkser and Swain as extra blockers for the run game? No, Brandon. They, I mean, they look, Johnny Smith was a, was a huge – let's talk about their blocking game. One second, Brandon, I'll ask, answer your question. Just go back and watch all the blocks from the perimeter all the way down to the center. Uh, for the backs and everybody in that last game against Indy. I mean, it was beautiful. I did a, I did a segment for, for Microsoft beneath the surface on it. It was unbelievable how, how they blocked. And Johnny Smith has been a, a, a tremendous blocker in that. But, yes, they will. I mean, they'll absolutely use him because that, that's their offense. That's what they do. I mean, that's their offense. They'll put an extra offensive lineman in there every now and then, I'm sure, just like they did in Indianapolis. Because, again, the mindset of this football team is physical football, and you establish that physical football by running the football, and uh, they will figure out a way to do it. 
Coach, what do you think about the play of Breon Borders at cornerback? Um, a guy that, that came in kind of unnoticed uh, by a lot of people, um, but I, I think it's played really, really well. Brent, what he's, 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 he's played with confidence. Yeah. He's played with a lot of confidence. This is a guy that's been kicked around. You know, I mean, you know, you know, stayed in the league, stayed in the league. And, and when he got his chance, what, what, what impresses me about him, Brent, is what he's done. Once he got his chance, he didn't come in and play cautious. A lot of those guys, you know, when they're when they're they, they've been they've been moved and moved and moved so much, you know, off of teams, off of teams. If they get their chance to play, they play cautious because they say, you know, I just don't want to make a mistake, so I don't get removed from this team. He didn't do that. He came in and played with a lot of confidence. He's very physical. He's a smart, smart player. He understands, and and that's a big that's a big difference in this football team. I really believe right now that goes untalked about is this, at least this secondary has been able to have some continuity with the players they're playing with back there. And you can tell it's making a difference. They brought so many creative blitzes, you know, against Indy last week with that secondary and they rolled coverages. They did a lot of things, you know, they, they bogeyed coverages. They, they did a lot of things, but you have to be able to play together for a while to be able to do that. So you're seeing some cohesion there through, through the extended amount of reps that, that he's getting and that they're getting together. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's big and it's coming at a really good time. Let me, let me ask you this at inside linebacker, um, Will Compton and David Long Jr. Swapping out. I, I thought David Long might've, might've played the best game of his career, uh, last week. Is this matchup uh, against Cleveland, maybe more of a Will Compton game or a, am I thinking too much about that? Well, it, it's gotta be both of them. It really okay. does. I mean, you okay. know, cause David Long didn't get to practice last week. You know, right. he, he had a Saturday walkthrough, much like that Taki Taki kid's going to have for them, the linebacker. He's going to come back and play, but he's been on COVID. He had a Saturday walkthrough. Uh, but, no, it'll be both of them. And, 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 they, and they, they use both of them very w- really well. And I'll tell you why that's important. Both of them swapping in and out there is important because both of those guys are also vital cogs on the special teams unit. And they're really vital cogs on the special teams punt protection unit, which, as we know, you need to have. How do they, um, excuse me for not knowing the answer to this question, but how do they manage the green dot helmet with them switching in and out? Well, you can, it, it, it's, it's easy to switch when you, when you decide who's going back in. Okay. It's very, they, they have, they so have they each have a helmet with a green dot. They ha- yeah. They have more than one device on the okay. sideline. It's just inactivated until they go in. Okay. I've just never thought to ask that question and, and, I didn't. Until yeah, we, I didn't know we, that answer until we had that swap situation with those. How guys. it all worked? Yeah. Yeah. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five with Coach Mac. Um, so Cleveland and Tennessee, and you know, you talk about it. A lot of people in the league talk about it. Uh, to to have that special regular season and to get where you want to go, you need to stack wins, and and that that win at Baltimore against a hated rival, that win at Indianapolis against a hated rival, and now an eight and three really good Cleveland Browns team coming into Nissan Stadium. You got Jacksonville next week. Not that you're looking ahead, but this is an opportunity for this team to continue its momentum growth and to stack wins, and that's huge. Well, I mean that's important. I mean the Cleveland game's the only one they're thinking about. It's the only one exactly. I'm that's yeah. all that's all you think about but but because you can only stack them it's kind of like chips you know when when you're when you're in vegas playing at the tables which i know you do all the time those <laughs> you can only get, they'll only give you one <laughs> at a time okay so you just you got to stack them you got to stack them one at a time and the next one is cleveland it's vital i mean you know guys we're getting down to to seating time now right you, know, you, you fought you fought so hard both of these teams have to get to this point because you know you're talking about tournament time now and uh, you put yourself in position, 
But unless you, uh, uh, you know, capitalize on the next few weeks, then whatever position you put yourself in, you know, doesn't really matter uh, up leading to this point. You've got to capitalize on it. And this week is big. Real quick, what do you think about that Tennessee-Florida matchup uh, in Knoxville? Gators have won 14 out of 15. They're a huge favorite, obviously. Uh, what can Tennessee try to do to, to stay in that football game? Florida will win 15 out of 16 now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, so the answer is absolutely nothing, Brent. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's done. <laughs> Don't even play the game. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Florida, Florida's got one of the best offenses in the, in the country. I mean, they got one of the best offenses in the country. Now their defense is their defense championship. If they're playing next to that offense, you know, they, they, they might be, but I mean, you know, Tennessee's, Tennessee's Tennessee's struggling in a lot of different areas. And I don't know how many people of with Tennessee, we never know the thing that's hard to know guys, as you guys well know, because I do a lot of NCAA stuff, you know, coach to coach with Doug Matthews is, is, is who's been affected by COVID during the week. Cause they don't yeah. release any of it. So yeah. you don't know how many guys have gotten to practice. Don knows this very well with all the games that she does on the sideline for the Southeastern conference. And so, but just as far as a football team right now, Florida's got the better football team. And if Tennessee's depleted any at all, I mean, that doesn't help their chances. What about that Kyle Pitts kid, man? What, what do you think about that, that Florida tight end? I think I'd like to have him on the Titans. Wouldn't you though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just a freak. I mean, just in terms of his athletic ability, I, I think he blocks pretty well too. Like, he can do it all. He didn't have to block Brent. You got, look, you, know what, <laughs> you know what those amazing, really? He's only got 29 catches this year. He's got 29 catches, but he's got 11 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> he's got 29 catches, 11 touchdowns. You know, they're leading receiver, you know, is a senior wide receiver. But this kid sees so much double teams. He's, he sees so much in and out. He sees so much over and under. He sees so much of that, that you know, the other guys are getting one-on-ones all the time, but you would think, you know, you just look at him and, and see the, the impact he has on games. He, he might be up, you know, he might be up around more catches than that, but he's got 29 catches, but 11 of them are touchdowns. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare. 11 now touchdowns in like six games. I mean, right. it's crazy. Correct. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. I mean, that's just, what he is. I mean, he's like, he's like the rest of these tight ends in the national football league now that are splitting out. I mean, they're, they're making defensive coordinators decide how am I going to match this up? We're getting calls for uh coach Mac as the head coach for UT. Now. <laughs> I don't know if they're talking about Tennessee or, or Texas. Um, ah, could be well, either. You know, honestly, I, I, I appreciate the love, but both of those are a hard pass right now for coach Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? No, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about the work. I've got pretty good work doing what I'm doing right now. What do you think about the Texas A&M Auburn matchup? Uh, Texas A&M a six point favorite. That's a good uh, eleven a.m. game too. Which that's those a, are tough. That, that's a real game. This is a, this is a, this is a big game for Jimbo Fisher. It really is because he, you know, his third year, he's putting themselves into. He's putting their, those guys into another another place where they expect those Aggies expect a lot for 75 million. I promise you, I know a lot of them that donate a lot of money and they expect a lot for that 75 million. And he, he gets this win. He's getting into that area that they really, really like. This is a, this is a huge game. Uh, A&M plays really good defense. You know, right now, if they can just keep Kellen Mond from giving it to the other team, uh, they, they've got a chance. Titans radio broadcast coming up this weekend. Mike Keith, there he is. Coach Mack, uh, Amy Wells, Jonathan Hutton, Rhett Bryan, all involved. And 
Uh, we'll be listening. Kickoff shortly afternoon on one. This could be a zone. fun one, isn't it, Coach Mack? It's going to be a fun one. Is, I, 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 of course, I love calling games. I just, I just love the whole thing. I mean, I, I've loved the last two weeks because they were must-win games, and they were, they were, they, you know, they were, they were, they were big guy step-up games, you know. And this game is 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 a continue. It's a step game, and you've got to take it. Uh, absolutely, it'll be fun. I love it. I just wish there were going to be sixty-five thousand people there, which I know there would have been if we didn't have COVID. I yeah. know. Feels Me like too. a playoff type deal, uh, but they all do when you get this far down, I guess. Coach to coach tomorrow? No, coach to coach not is not tomorrow. Coach to coach will be uh, next Thursday. Oh, next Thursday. We'll have it next Thursday. We already had coach to coach this one. I think. Oh, Coach Mack show, but coach to coach with Doug Matthews. Oh, coach to coach? Yes, yeah. absolutely. See, you do so many things. You've got too much stuff going on, coach. You can't even figure You can't even keep it all straight. You're so busy. Yes, I can. <laughs> Let me check with my administrative assistant. Yeah, <laughs> coach the coaches tomorrow. It's a it's a good show, as all of them are. I love doing that with he and, he and Larry Stone. It's a quality quality show. But the reason I saw that is because Mac Talk will be on Thursday next week rather than Wednesday go. because of the uh, uh, there's I think there's some basketball. Unless is that the game that got canceled just just right now recently? Tennessee. Basketball? Oh, yeah, Tennessee. JT's saying yes. Tennessee opener with UT Martin on Wednesday got canceled. Yes. I okay. think you'll be good to go. I'll be back yeah. on Wednesday. Hey, you'll be back. Tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, call my program director, please. <laughs> hey, speaking, of, speaking of Coach Matthews, I saw Tate Matthews, high school football expert uh, at, on the CPA sideline, and, and his son, Jarrett Matthews, who, who went to Eastern Kentucky and has been playing. Uh, so good to see those guys. Hey, congratulations to you and your son from CPA Victory. That's a, that's a state championship, and that's something that those young men will remember the rest of their lives. That's very cool. In fact, guys, I've got the, I've got the Fayetteville South Pittsburgh game on right here watching. Right, I love high school football. I, I mean, know you I, do. We I'm do watching too. this game and these playoffs. I think Cookville does a great job of putting that on. Great job. Th- thank you, Coach. Appreciate you uh, fitting us in on a Friday. Guys, always got time for you guys. See you. All right, Thanks, Coach, Coach Mack. Mack. There he goes. Uh, it is time for Trash Talk Friday. So get in line at 615-737-1045. Uh, lob the head off your uh, least favorite fan base. Go ahead and do it. 615-737-1045. Graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, disembowel your least favorite fan base? I, I don't know. Uh, 615-737-1045. A weekend day was Thursday. powered by the Tennessee Lottery on 104.5. The zone, Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, every Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 o'clock. Trash Talk Friday begins now. Presented by Lady Jane's. Check out the newest Lady Jane's haircuts for men on the corner of Lebanon Pike and Old Hickory. We've done a show there. Get an unbelievable haircut, hot towel treatment, and hot lather neck shave from one of their award-winning stylists for a great price. Lady Jane's in Hermitage. It's wicked awesome. Trash Talk Friday. Disembowel your least favorite fan base. That's what I'm going with, Davenport. Uh, let's go like to it. 615-737-1045. Let's go to Bama JC. Oh, up What's up, man? Man, I got to say, fellas, this is different. This feels different. You know what I'm saying? I got my holiday spirit in. I got the Christmas tree on. Man, got the like just the, the the taste of the Auburn wind still fresh on the sun, but here I get to get a double dose of tigers, some tigers, y'all, them sucking tigers over there in West City is what we're gonna start calling that place we're going to West City. That's the name of the field, and it's gonna be a blowout, guys, a glorious blowout. We thought last year was the quote unquote game.
game because, you know, they, they got on us early. Let's be real. They beat us. But guess what? Now you ain't got your teeters full of teams, Mr. Ed Orgeron. Guess what? We're allowed to beat them so bad. He's allowed to talk right after this game. We're allowed to hear, happy holidays, fellas. Straight from the man's mouth. Roll Tide and Merry Christmas. Bama, a 30-point, oh, wow. almost 30-point favorite against LSU. You know Bama fan is loving that. There is no doubt. 615-737-1045 at 3HL1045. By the way, congrats to Fayetteville. They beat South Pittsburgh 20-14. to 14. Uh, A lot of happy kids. I see uh, some embraces and some tears and all of the things you see at these state championship games, which are awesome, and I will continue to be watching. Gator Mike is up next, Florida at Tennessee. It's Florida-Tennessee week. Hit it, Gator Mike. Don, you know what time it is? It is UT hate week. You know how much I love you, Mother Tennessee, Chris, but it is on tomorrow. 34-3 to last year ain't going to be nothing to this year. Let's start off. Kyle Trapp, he's thrown as many touchdowns as Jared Garantano in two games, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Kyle Pitts, cheat code. Who's going to guard him? No one. He is such a bad man. Took North wears Kyle Pitts pajamas. And Brick, how can UT call it a rivalry? 14 out of 15 go to the Gators, and it's going to continue tomorrow. Thank you, Gator Mike. I'm afraid you're right. Mic drop. Out of 16. That's how we're ending the show, right there. That's it. Gator Mike with the walk-off shot. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Good night. God bless. Yeah.